I think you're naturally born with that zero dollar mindset. You know, no one teaches you to be creative. Children are just naturally creative and they have no preconceptions of what the world should be. And so for some reason, over a period of time, we slowly hand over the dollars to these children to, and give them this $5 mindset so that actually by the time they're adults, they're focused on what the boundaries are opposed to what the possibilities are. Welcome to the Cast Teacherly podcast. We'll be discussing all things related to the future of work for the teaching workforce. You can find out more by visiting our website, castteacherly.io, or follow us on Instagram at Team Teacherly. I am joined today by Ben Cooper, Vice Principal at Gems Wellington Academy. Thank you, Ben, for making the time today and for hosting us at your school. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Could you tell us a little about your previous experience and how long you have been a principal here? So I started out as a teacher in Manchester back in the UK, taught there for three years. And then me and my wife decided that we wanted to seek out some sunshine. I never had, really had the opportunity to travel too much as a student, etc. So I thought teaching provided a great opportunity to do that. And so uh, we found ourselves in Dubai um, yeah, three years after I'd started teaching. I continued teaching here at Gems Wellington Arcale as a year six teacher and then slowly started to take on more and more leadership responsibilities. I'd already started leading back in Manchester as a PE teacher and taking on some digital leadership as well. And on the side, I started blogging and, and, and creating some content there as well. And then once moved out to Dubai, yeah, I took on kind of teaching and learning roles and responsibilities and, and headed um, year five and year six as a, as a head of year. And slowly over the, over the years, I've progressed up uh, to assistant principal, can have to teach and listen. And now I find myself in my first year as a vice principal at Jens Wellington Arcale. Yeah, so I uh, progressed quite quickly, but hopefully for the right reasons, because I yeah really have a passion for kind of teaching and learning and, and what that entails. And really enjoy supporting teachers developing themselves, really. Great. Uh, we are very lucky to have you on board here today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I wanted to share with you a problem that I'm working on. So we're on a mission to change the mindset of educators through Teachly. But personally, as head of marketing, my focus is to accelerate our work on our mission, which is building the future of work for the teaching workforce and keep teachers in teaching who are yep. obviously pivotal to the fourth education revolution. Could you tell us more about what you and your school are doing to shift the minds of educators, of teachers especially, to think about how they deal with workload? Do you look at other industries and try and look outside of education to overcome some of the problems we in education have faced over for years? Yeah, I think it's, it's really, really important. And the key thing is that education is always always changing and evolving because you know no child is different even in the same class and so every single year you're facing with a whole new set of children who have a whole new set of ways of working and things that need personalizing for them and so really as, as a leader within a school I think it's really important that you really focus on allowing the teachers to be empowered and that they can make a difference and make a change and allowing them to have the confidence to do that and if you don't do that well, then what happens is teachers become overwhelmed because you add new things all the time. You, you constantly say, right, we need to do this. And you add new jobs and new, new strategies and ways that have a, a great impact on the students. But that gets watered down because you're trying to do so many things that actually it has a negative impact on both teachers' well-being, but also on how well they deliver it for the pupils. So, I mean, uh, as a school, we know we're a very large school. We have primary phases and secondary phases. 
So it's really important that communication is really clear for teachers because if if we don't communicate things clearly and then things get you know confusing and people don't necessarily understand when things are due, etc. And so one of the key things that we've we really worked on was making sure that events and there was a, a clear school calendar so that teachers can prepare for exactly what they what they need to when they feel they need to so they can own their own time because time is really important you can't create more time but what you can do is you can allow teachers to manage their time as effectively as possible and that's really by making sure that everything that is expected of them in the in the near future but also the distant future is made clear to them uh, they know how things work the calendar set out so that they can then manage their own time but also as a leadership team we can look at when there's really key kind of pressure points you know the end of term when data uh, and assessment to do uh, perhaps as parents evenings things can add up and all of a sudden teachers become become overwhelmed so that was the first thing that we've really worked on is making sure that we're really communicating when these pressure points are happening and 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 spreading those out so that teachers can manage their own time but really managing and 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 supporting teachers to support each other so we've really worked on collaborative planning to make sure that teachers can plan effectively and share ideas as effectively as possible. And also that then cuts out time so teachers don't have to all create their individual plans. They can work together to create a really great learning experience for their children but share ideas at the same time. Interesting. I'd love to learn more about the challenges you see and get your insights. But first, I want to get your take on why you think the $5 versus $0 mindset matters especially in the age of restricted budgets and ever-increasing demand placed on schools. I think it's interesting, actually, because one thing that jumped out to me when, when looking at the, the article was that actually I think all our children have already a zero-dollar mindset. I think you're naturally born with that zero-dollar mindset. You know, no one teaches you to be creative. Children are just naturally creative. They're imaginative. They come up with their own ideas. And they have no preconceptions of what the world should be. And so they make it their own. And for some reason, over a period of time, we slowly hand over the dollars to these children to, and give them this $5 mindset so that actually by the time they're adults, they have this $5 mindset that actually they're focused on what the boundaries are opposed to what the possibilities are. And I think really that's worth remembering in education is that actually our children already have this $0 mindset. So it is possible to always have that. And so I think really in terms of demands on school it's trying to constantly have a focus on what you want the outcome to be not necessarily how you want to get there because quite often you can really focus on well you know you need to do this and almost a tick box exercise in order to get to the end point and actually you don't need to regardless of what what needs to what needs to happen and what, how you're going to get there if you just constantly view on outcomes and the impacts that you want to have, then actually that can allow you to be much more kind of free thinking. And particularly for teachers, that's really important for them to remember as well. Right. So you would say that it's us adults who are kind of putting the restrictions? Yeah, yeah. yeah most definitely. I think we slowly over the years in education, particularly, you know, we give children targets. We start target setting saying, well, you have to learn this at this time and, and and then you you know you need to then do this and then you need to pass your GCSEs and your A-levels and then you need to go here and actually really what we want them to be successful and however whatever that success looks like is different for each individual child but for some reason we pin success on certain targets and objectives even as, as, as very young children we already are looking to set targets and directions for students but actually perhaps we just need to uh, loosen up a little bit obviously still want with the vision is that we want them to be successful but maybe allow it to look slightly different for each individual child right let them define what success means to them absolutely yeah 
Yeah. Can you share an example of teachers where you have seen them using the zero five dollar versus zero dollar mindset playing out? Yeah, I think I think as an NQT, um, you find that teachers when they're first starting out, they obviously they're given a criteria of things that we need to include in lessons. They have a, a kind of, you know, they need to use digital learning. They need to make sure that they have progress checks and they need to make sure that it's practical. And they end up having this huge list of maybe 50 tick box things that they need to make sure they include in their lessons, particularly when they're being observed, for example. And that is that $5 mindset, the fact that they're fixed on what they've been given and what they have to include and use in order to get to the end point of basically making great learning happen. And actually, I think for many teachers, by taking away those kind of criteria and that tick box and that by taking away the $5 and just saying, you know, at the end of a day, just like with the $5 task, the idea is to make more money. Well, the idea of teaching is to make great learning happen for the students. How you get there doesn't really matter. All that matters is that you know your students, you know where you want them to be, so you plan what is best suited for those students to get them there. If that involves digital technology, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And actually, in our school, we went through a process of stripping that back and saying, right, well, forget about all the ingredients that you need to include. Just focus on allowing students to make great progress and lessons. And that actually had a really positive impact on our teachers and remove that straight jacket that they have sometimes for creativity and allow them to actually focus on what matters. And, and that was the children. Can you share an example of principles uh, where you have seen the $5 versus $0 mindset playing out? Um, I think speaking personally, I think it's always a... Of course, we don't want to mention names here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think everybody naturally sometimes have a $5 mindset because again, you focus on kind of, you know, you want to put something into place. So you see that you, you know, for example, you want an international day and you want the children to be able to celebrate international day. And already in your head as a leader, you've got kind of a preconception of how you want things to run and how you want it to look, etc. But then obviously you can't coordinate it, the whole thing yourself. It relies on teachers and leaders to all club together to develop like an international day. And so you ask the teachers to go off and start to think about and start to put things into place. And sometimes they come back with ideas that perhaps were not the same ideas that you had. And I think what's really important as leaders is that sometimes things don't look quite the way you wanted it, but actually it doesn't really matter. It's about the outcome. So rather than focus on, again, on that tick list, the ingredients that you think you need to have in there in order to make a great international day or a great parental engagement event, actually some people have better ideas and, and, and some people have different ideas that actually make things far better in the long run than you did. And so I think it's, yeah, I think examples like that where as leaders, you want something to happen, you have a vision and sometimes it doesn't end up quite looking the way you want it, but it has exactly the same impact, if not probably a better impact. And yeah, I think they're really great examples. And I think all leaders have experienced that where things don't end up looking quite how you liked them. But actually when you step back, it probably looks better than it would have done if you'd have organized it yourself. <laughs> what are your metrics for the kind of impact uh, you want your initiatives to have? I think, I mean, again, ultimately, it's removing that middle part of saying, oh, well, this is what, what needs to be included. It's more to say, ultimately, why are we introducing something new? Is it to, and ultimately, the answer should mainly be is to make students learn better. And whatever aspect that is, whether you want them to think 
a bit deeper, I think a bit more critically, or we want them to communicate better, or we want them to be more reflective. All those things that we want our students to be should be at the heart of whatever initiative we're looking at. And as part of your observations, when you're going around, you look, we're looking at what the students are perhaps missing or what they're not doing as well as that you want them to. And that's what should be the driving force behind the change that you make. If you're making a change just because something looks good or, or, that actually you've seen it in another school and you thought it was quite cool, then perhaps your motives aren't quite in the right place because really it's about what the students need. And if the students need it and the teachers will recognise that students need it, then you're far more likely to get it embedded and put into place because it matters. And that's a key thing. If things don't feel like it matters and it isn't going to make a difference, then you're not going to be successful in, in that change or adaptation that you make. Right. Can you share an example of creative solutions that have come when there was zero budget for something a person or team wanted to do in, in yeah, your school? Yeah, I think... Uh, but one of our, as I say, one of our challenges for our school is communication because we have a lot of a lot of parents, a lot of teachers, and communicating things out effectively can be quite tough and challenging. What we wanted to do was to come up with a solution where teachers could share homework, share information with parents at a year level basis, and and hopefully do that digitally because we want to cut down on paper. You know, we want to save the environment, etc. We don't want to hand out homework via paper. And so we, we wanted to find a place where teachers could share this information with parents at a year level, but also it'd be student friendly. And ultimately, we tasked that with the teachers and they went away to look at what options there were. And actually, they came back and they came up with various ideas that were shared. And then we discussed which one we'd like to trial. And funnily enough, we, we looked at Padlet. It's an application on the Internet, which is basically like an online notice board. And it's free. Uh, which is great and it's really simple to use and that was really key and that meant the parents could use it but also our pupils could use it as well so the teachers create a padlet for each year group and now that padlet has all the information you need so it has the the, the class newsletters on it has the homework it has the homework from all our specialist teachers as well including the arabic and islamic teachers it has video links to how-to videos for mathematical methods etc and it's a re basically a one-stop shop page for everything that you need as a parent. And um, if ever a parent comes in and says, oh, I'm, I'm trying to find out this information, the first thing you say now is, have you, have you checked your year group's Padlet? And generally speaking, the information is on there for them. And the feedback's been fantastic and it's, it's free, it's, it's, it's easily accessible. We have QR codes all over the school and it's been really a, a simple initiative that's really enhanced the way that homework and communication is delivered in, in our primary school, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Thank ben. you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Likewise. Thank you. You can find out more by visiting our website, castteacherly.io, or follow us on Instagram at teamteacherly.io.